<laughs> what you mean I be doing the most? Hello, my beautiful people. Welcome to another episode of Molly with the Most Podcast. And of course, I am none other than Molly. It's me. I'm back talking to y'all because I miss y'all. I always miss y'all when I, you know, don't record within these two week spans and stuff like that. I do be missing it. And then sometimes I ain't gonna lie to you. I just be like, oh, I want to do an episode, but I be tired, like type of thing. I don't know why this water bottle keeps popping. But anywho, so I just recently had a birthday. Your girl turned 33. I feel old, <laughs> but baby, I'm still in my prime. Do not get it twisted. I'm still in my prime and I'm popping. I'm like a fine wine. Like I'm I feel like I am truly getting better with age. Um yeah, and that's in all aspects of just wealth and health and mental health, physical health, like my my body, my mind. Like I do feel like every year I'm getting better because every year I'm focusing on a different aspect of me, if that makes sense. Like when I turned 32, I was just looking at things like, okay, you know what? You got to take your health more serious. I was... Ooh, 298 pounds. <laughs> like, I was like, okay, like, I really have to take my health seriously. But shockingly, that wasn't even my highest weight. My highest weight was a couple years ago. Like, probably, ugh, was it my first year in a relationship? I think, because all we did was eat, go out to eat, like, that first year. So, I would say I was 321. 321 pounds was my highest fucking weight. But I really, um, like I said, 32, I started to focus on the weight loss because I had seen so many people um, that were around my age group that were dying, like heart attacks or liver, you know, complications and, or failure, excuse me. And I'm just like, these people are 34 and 35. And when I was younger, like in high school, I thought that, you know, People didn't die of those type of things until they were in their 60s. But now that I'm in my 30s and I'm seeing so many of my peers or, you know, sick and diseases or cancers and things like that. So I truly decided to take my health seriously. So, um, and I don't want to say I didn't take it seriously. I think it was more so like I was trying to focus on like, okay, losing the weight and getting the weight off me. And then it was part of the thing too with the weight was I wanted to be able to have children in the future without any complications. And of course, the older I get and I put off having children, you are at a higher risk because of your age. So I didn't want a higher risk of my age and weight loss. I mean, not weight loss, excuse me, and my weight. So that's why I went into weight loss. Anywho, so for 33, um, I'm focusing more on mental health, which I'm going to get into that on today's episode. But I just wanted to let y'all know, like, honestly, for my birthday, I feel really blessed. Um, no other word to describe it. Like, but between my family and my friends and just like my IG family and friends of people who I've never met other podcast people or just people that listen to the podcast or people that are just friends of mine from social media. 
the amount of love and just positive energy people were sending my way, it was beautiful. So I do want to tell you all that are listening, that reached out to me to tell me happy birthday. Thank you so much because honestly, that was what I needed. Um, Just been all over the place with my mental lately. So that was well needed and I'm, I'm so grateful for you all. I truly am. So... I do have to tell you about my birthday rundown. Oh, Lord. Okay. So, yeah, I didn't really have any plans, but some self-care things like going out to eat, going to get a massage, um, you know, just things like for myself, really like my self-care type of things. So, um, I wind up hitting up one of my friends about like, hey, you know, it's nice outside. It was like 70 degrees in Alabama on Friday. And I'm just like, baby, I'm trying to get outside, you know? I know COVID ain't over, but baby, I've been locked up in the house for too long. <laughs> so, I'm like, I'm trying to get outside. I'm trying to have some fun and do some things. So, I know this friend, she she know the whole town. She be knowing the thing, what's going on. So, we wind up going to like a new lounge. It was really nice. Y'all, I had a plant-based burger at this lounge. Mind you, this was Friday. So it's been about, what, three or four days now since I've had it. I want another one. That burger was so good. Like, it was just seasoned to the T. And it was my first time. No, it was my second time having a plant-based burger. So the first one I had, of course, was like bougie or whatever from this vegan chef. It was really good, but it was bougie. This burger from this like little hood lounge, it was like the burger you make at home. Like, and y'all know them homemade burgers be the best. Like, it was just seasoned, had your toppings on it. It was on a white bun. Like, it was just really, really good. But anywho, had a good time at the lounge. And then from there, we went to another like lounge little spot that's right across the um parking lot from them. Fine. I go in there having a good time. And y'all will not believe this. I can't even make this up. So I'm sitting there talking to the three people that I'm with. And I turn to my left and I see a guy. And I'm just like, I know this ain't who the fuck I think it is. And I look closer because I had my glasses on, but I still wanted to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing correctly. So, if you go back a couple episodes, I told you all about the stuffing situation with the guy that I was having sexual intercourse with that removed the condom without me knowing during sex. So, that's who I see sitting to the left of me. Him. And I'm just like, okay. Like, wow. Mind you, the whole... Stealthing situation happened November 2019. So this is now March 2021. So I haven't seen him since the incident. Hadn't talked to him since the incident. Nothing. So me going out trying to have a good time for my birthday. I never, <laughs> never thought that I would run into him. Like honestly, that did not cross my mind. And I don't want to say I forgot about him, but I just, you know, that's just not one of the people I thought I would run into, like, type of thing. Because, mind you, like I said, in that episode, he was a couple years younger than me. And at that time, he had only been in Alabama, like, a couple months. So, he wasn't going out or doing things like that. He was just more so, like, focused on working. 
So I guess he's been here. He's gotten comfortable. Now he's going out. From what it appears, he was by himself. He was just sitting there drinking, you know, a beer. But the crazy thing about it, y'all, I'm sitting in one seat. The people I'm with are to the right of me. He's to the left of me. Kid you all not. Three seats sitting away from me. And there are three empty seats. So there's nobody in between us. He looks at me. I look at him. It's like we lock eyes for a second. And then I'm looking like a damn deer caught in headlights. Because I'm not expecting to honestly ever see him again in life. I know he wasn't expecting to see me. So we both, you could just tell we both were looking like, what the fuck? What do we do? <laughs> like type of thing. And, you know, it was one of those awkward situations. Like the friend I was with, I never, you know, went into detail or talked to her about the situation. So I didn't even want to have to relive that and talk about it at that moment. But I did wind up texting um, one of my friends and telling her about, like, the situation. Like, girl, he right here and shit like that. And I'm just like, honestly, I thought that I would feel a little different. <laughs> like, I really thought, like, when I saw him, I would want to slap the shit out of him. Or I would want to fight him or, you know, go off or something like that. Like, I'm not going to lie. I felt uncomfortable in that moment because I wasn't expecting it. So I didn't know what the fuck to do or even how to feel, if that makes sense. Oh, excuse me. I just knew that that shit was uncomfortable as fuck. But again, I can tell that it was uncomfortable for him as well because his body language changed once he realized, you know, who the fuck I was. <laughs> So he probably sat there for like maybe 30 to 45 more minutes. And mind you, nobody came within those three seats to sit there. So it was just me, three seats, then him. Very fucking awkward. He wound up um leaving. And I can't say once he left, I did feel like a sense of relief. Like, okay, that's done. That's over. He didn't say nothing. I didn't have to say nothing. Because honestly, it's like, what could you say? But hey, how you been? And then I would have been looking like, motherfucker, are you serious? Oh, Lord. So I can say it made me feel a certain type of way. So like I said, I did feel uncomfortable. But it made me feel another type of way. And if you know me, you know that I am big on, well, how did it make you feel? Because a certain type of way is not an emotion. Like, you have to be able to verbalize how you feel. Um, we are too grown to, quote unquote, feel a certain type of way. So, by me telling you I felt a certain type of way, I am telling you that I know that I felt another emotion. But honestly, I don't quite know what that emotion was. Um, at that moment, I honestly, I can't put my finger on it. So I can just say that I felt uncomfortable in that social setting due to, you know, seeing this young man. So I can honestly just say that, but what that true deep down emotion was, I, I don't know. And then that's going to lead me to the rest of this episode in this topic when I said for the year 33 I am focusing on my mental health <laughs> so um last week 
I basically had just been feeling like all over the place, but really feeling like blah. So I, um, I just decided to go to therapy. It was basically something that I have been putting off for years. And I will really say definitely putting it off hard the last couple of years and I know you're probably thinking like but you always talk about go to mental health I mean take care of your mental health go to therapy if you need it yada yada and I know I say that to people and I truly do mean well when I say that to people but I just never did it for myself because I didn't want to face those childhood traumas because it's kind of like, who the fuck want to sit here and pour their fucking heart out <laughs> to somebody about all the bullshit in their lives? And I personally did not want to do that. Um, I wasn't in, in my mind, in the right capacity to even go there. Because I, I knew that I still had certain triggers with certain topics and certain people. Which I still do to this day. But I feel as though I'm getting better with managing, you know, those triggers and those topics to the point where I can talk about them. I can bring them up and not feel anger or rage and things like that. So um, last week, like I said, I just really had got into a funk and I really had that funk for two to three weeks. And I was sitting at work on a Monday and I was just like, bitch, go to therapy. Like you're you're off right now you're not you you're not your your usual playful silly self like go to therapy so i (laughs) i spent the majority of my work day (laughs) looking for a therapist that you know i felt would relate to me based on like um the type of therapy that they offer based on if they were in my insurance network based on if they were in my um, community of where I live. So I just had a lot of different things that I was looking for in a therapist. Then I also went to Twitter, which is asking people who go to therapy on Twitter, like, what was it that you necessarily looked for in a therapist? Like, what was it that you searched for? So, you know, I got some feedback with that. I wind up finding, um, I narrowed it down to two. I wind up calling the first one and she was able to um book me a session which I actually go this week for that and I'm not gonna lie you know I'm a little nervous (laughs) I'm a I'm definitely a little nervous because I'm kind of like do I go in there since it's the first time and let her take the lead and ask me questions and get to know me or do I walk in there and I say baby this is what it is this do you want me to store that childhood trauma adult trauma how I'm feeling today, what the fuck I'm going through, what I'm looking for, like, wh- where you want me to store, sis, because I got a good spread going on. We we can kind of dibble and dabble if you want to. So, that's just how I feel. Like, I, I, I can go in there and lead the whole damn conversation, and this lady might be blown away and kind of be like, okay, yeah, we're going to see you each week. <laughs> but, um, yeah, so I, I am a little nervous, but I am at a place where I'm realizing like you have a million things running through your mind at once and I'm the type of person if I can't get them organized in my mind for myself I'm gonna go lay down don't care what's going on don't care how important it is 
I am going to go lay down because I'm overwhelmed and my brain is running like a hamster wheel and now I'm tired. I'm exhausted. I want to lay down. And somebody previously told me that that was a form of depression. And I was kind of hesitant, like, you know, taking aback, like, who? Bitch, me? Like, you got me fucked up, like, type of thing. But when you think about it, it's true. Like, you're running away from your reality because it's overwhelming. And you convert into a little shell. You convert into your comfort zone. And for those who know me personally, you know that if if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to lay down. I don't care. If, I, if, I, if I'm going to do anything, I'm going to lay down. If I'm overwhelmed, I'm going to lay down. I'm tired, I'm going to lay down. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm going to lay down. And then I'm also going to fall asleep at the drop of a dime. So, you know, that's just me. But so I am excited to, you know, store therapy. Um, I'm excited to see where this goes and how um, this therapist can help me navigate my way through my thoughts. Because I do have a lot of thoughts that overlap each other. And it kind of sounds crazy. You know, I hate to use that term, but it kind of sounds crazy because it's just like, I already tell people I have like different personalities, but in my mind, they're all talking over one another sometimes. And I'm just like, okay, everybody shut the fuck up. <laughs> Let me figure this out type of thing. So my goals for therapy are to basically um, find a way to help me navigate through those thoughts, how to put them in order of what's most important, what's, you know, what's least important, what I shouldn't even be worrying about. Um, because I'm always putting so much on my plate of things that I want to do, whether it be find a new job or moving to a new city or finding a new place or area to live in, or what's my next podcast episode? Do I want children? Do I want to get married? Um, do I want to take a trip? So I'm just always thinking of new things and like, do I want to keep doing my jewelry line? Do I want to add another craft? Do I want to do this? And I need to go do that. And it's just always a million questions or things that I need to do running through my head to the point where I'm just like, I forget them. Like I, I, my memory is so bad that I think so many things and then five minutes later i'm like what was i looking up what was i about to do what what did you just say to me or what did i just say to you because i think i have so many thoughts that my memory doesn't process them correctly to remember them and all my friends be like bitch you got the memory of a fucking dementia patient like a old fucking person <laughs> And I don't know what it is. And I truly want to see if that has something to do with the way that my brain um, operates. So, um, oh, like I was saying, so I do want her to be able to help me um, put things in order. I want her to be able to um, basically let me know that I'm not as fucked up as I think I am. Because <laughs> in my mind, baby, I'm, I'm fucked up type of thing. So... My mood changes 
Um, I don't want to say a lot. My mood used to change drastically back in the day. But as I've gotten older, I've learned to like manage my mood swings um, and realize that, you know, you ain't got to be mad all the fucking time or have an attitude. So, yeah, I want to uh, basically talk about my misplaced anger, my childhood trauma, the holding resentment towards past relationships, because baby... I hold a lot of resentment towards past relationships as far as if it was a long-term relationship or short-term dating. I hold a lot of resentment towards men. Um, so I want to find out how I can kind of cope with that. I want to talk about my life goals and overall just finding out who Molly truly is and what life looks like for Molly right now. And also what it'll look like in the future. You know, I'm really hoping to gain the knowledge to know how to navigate life a little more, um, what's the word, smoothly <laughs> than what I do now. Because I, I'm going to be honest with y'all, 78%, I'm going to say a good 78% of my problems, I cause them shits. I do. Because I overthink things, I overanalyze things, I'm a self-destructive um, person as far as like I self-sabotage shit, especially when something is going good. I'm always thinking like, this is too good to be true. Something's got to fuck it up. Something's got to give. And I'm usually the person that's going to fuck it up <laughs> type of thing. So I am really... um. Like I said, really working on myself um, this year on my mental. Um, I'm still, of course, on my weight loss and on my healthy kick. So that is, of course, going to be a journey throughout the rest of my life. But this year, I do want to get my mental health into a great, um, a great place just to be free and know how to navigate things with a positive energy and learning what's what we can leave behind like you i'm the type of person like where they say you you can pick and choose your battles you don't have to fight every battle me i'm gonna fight every fucking battle <laughs> like I'm going to argue with you. I'm going to fight you. I'm going to disagree. I'm going to want to fight you. I'm, you know, I, I fight every fucking battle. And I, I need to learn. And I think I am in the process of learning that I don't have to fight every battle. But then when I try to be the bigger person, mentally, it eats at me. Because I don't like for a person to think that they got over on me. Like, you're not going to hold me type of thing. And I have to let that way of go. Like, that, that I don't want to call it hood mentality, but that that aggressiveness I need to let go. And just pick and choose your battle because motherfuckers are crazy out here. So, just let me know what do you all do for therapy. You know, for those who go to therapy and have gone, you know, previously or have been going for years and still going. Or even if you're thinking about going to therapy, reach out to me on social media. Like, let's talk about this. Like, get that shit off your chest. Um, how do you feel about therapy? Because, honestly, in a black community... um. 
a lot, <laughs> I'm not going to say all, of course, but a lot of our elders think that therapy is a waste of time, what you go and telling somebody your business for, you know, pray about it. Oh, they love, love, love to say pray about it. But I always view it as this. Yes, you can pray about it. Go to God, go to your altar, go to your universe, whomever that you speak with about your life and your problems. Um, go to them, say what you have to say, pray about it, but also take the initiative to do something else as well. Therefore, I feel as though God has blessed these people to be counselors, to be therapists, to be life coaches. God has given these people the talents to understand, to have the patience, and to be able to verbalize to others how to get their life into a better perspective. Why not take that time to talk to someone? It does not mean that you're crazy or that your life is fucked up. It does not mean that, you know, you're insane or whatever the hell negative connotations that they put behind therapy. It doesn't mean that. It just means that you are taking steps to better your mental health. You're taking steps to get clarity for your life. That's all that it means. And to be honest, you do not have to share with people that you go to therapy. If you do not feel comfortable telling people like, hey, yeah, I go to therapy or whatever the case like that. If you don't feel comfortable, it's embarrassing to you or whatever the case may be. You don't have to share that because one thing that I'm learning with the type of person I am and then also with this podcast, you have to hold certain things near and dear to you. I always say have a public life that you don't mind telling people about, you don't mind sharing with social media, have a private life. And that's when you tell those that are closest to you, friends and family. And then you have, no, no, I take that back. Your personal life is what you tell your friends and your family members. Your private life is what the fuck you keep to you and you taking this shit to the grave. So if you don't feel comfortable telling people you're going to therapy, don't do it. Me, I debated um, if I wanted to share this episode about me going to therapy because I didn't know how it was going to play out because I've never done it before. But I did want to um, be transparent. I did want to let you all know because I talked to you all kind of like a dear diary type of thing. But also I talked to you all to be relatable because... I, my life is fucked up. <laughs> um, it might not be as fucked up as other people, but I, when I say it's fucked up, it's more so of where I envision my life should be to where it is. Do I love my life? Love it. I am truly blessed, but I am on a quest <laughs> to better it and to get it slightly to where I believe that it should be but also where God believes that it should be whatever God has in store for me like I'm grateful for that but I also want to take this the initiative to be able to better myself in every aspect that I can so again if you go to therapy reach out to me send me a dm on twitter on instagram we can have a whole conversation about you know some, some experiences that you all have was it hard finding a therapist was it um 
smooth sailings your first time? Was it awkward? How did you feel? Like, I want to know all of that because I'm eager to jump into mine, but also, like I said, hesitant, nervous to see how it goes because I'm going to be telling a complete stranger literally like my secrets, <laughs> you know, the secrets that I was trying to take to the grave type of thing. So just reach out to me on that. But my last thing that I want to talk to you all about, and y'all know I really don't, you know, talk about celebrity gossip on my podcast. I kind of really keep it at my life and things that are relatable. But this of what's going on is very relatable to one of the reasons I'm going to therapy. So I wanted to talk about the Kirk Franklin and his son, um, the situation about them having, you know, like an um, estranged relationship, kind of toxic. They don't really see eye to eye. So apparently some things had happened between Kirk and his son. His son felt the need to record a conversation to out Kirk Franklin to social media. And a lot of people that I saw comment on these different blogs about it were shockingly on Kirk's side. And I was just kind of taken aback because we are always screaming, you know, we're breaking generational curses, how our parents fucked us up, how they talked to us, how, you know, they parented us, um, how we have to protect black women or how we have to also protect black men and black men, um, their mental health matters and things like that. And then I see all these people that's coming at Kirk's son for outing Kirk and saying how he felt about their relationship. I was just really just taken aback because I just couldn't believe it like type of thing. Because a lot of people saying, well, Kirk's son is a grown ass man. True. Yes, he is grown. He's 33 years old. And guess what? I just turned 33. And guess what? I too have a toxic ass parent. So I know that feeling of, yes, I am grown, but I also have a toxic ass parent. And the comments are saying, just cut him off. You grown. You don't have to talk to him. Why are you trying to blast him? That is so easier said than done. It took me 11 fucking years to cut off my toxic parent. And then even with cutting off that toxic parent, you still have the family members. They be like, you, you haven't talked to so-and-so. You don't talk to so-and-so. And they, y'all just need to talk and yada, yada type of thing. So it's hard to truly cut these people off. But I'm just thinking, like, what happened to the we were breaking generational curses? You know, we 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 weren't going to be like our parents. And I think the thing is, so many people put Kirk Franklin, Melodies from Heaven, Smile, all that, you know, them gospel songs on his pedestal. Like, he can't do anything wrong. And y'all are willing to take him, you know, cursing out his son because we don't know what the son did. The son was probably disrespectful, yada, yada. It's a fucking parent. Why do you even have to talk to your child like that, whether they are grown or not? I have been everything under the sun from a bitch, a whore. I've even been a dick sucking whore. To the, my reply was, it takes one to know one. So I have been everything under the fucking sun 
from my parent that who was supposed to love, protect me from birth to, you know, now to the shit death, really. But it's just one of those things. Yes, it is still hurtful, no matter how old you are. And I am here to tell you that first fucking hand. It does not matter how old you are, whether you are a child or if you are 33 years old. When your parents talk to you a certain way, yes, you become disrespectful right back to them. Yes, your feelings are hurt. Yes, you're moving off emotions. So, yeah, we're going to get fucked up. We're going to be mentally fucked up because you would never think or you think that a parent should not talk to their child like that. But it happens so much within the black community that we have made that shit normal. Now, I will say this. I had the best of both worlds. I grew up in a loving home where my two loving parents never talked to me like that. Never have talked to me like that. But then I also had another biological parent over in another home who I would see on the weekends. And that's just how that parent talked. To me, to my sibling, to strangers, to family, just very fucking aggressive that that parent thought everybody was against them to the point I was like, okay, this motherfucker might be bipolar or, you know, something because it was just like a, a on and off thing. Anyway, but I'm just saying that to say it's easier for us to look and be like, oh, we love Kirk Franklin. We on his side. Fuck his son. He old. He grown. He should get over that shit. But sometimes you got to step back and be like, okay, Kirk Franklin is human. You know, he, he don't let that gospel shit fool you. The man had with a porn addiction years ago. So he's human, you know, things happen, but don't discredit his son. So I'm not saying you got to hate Kirk Franklin, but I'm saying don't discredit the son for the way that the son feels still at the age of 33, because those emotions do not change overnight. Um, they really don't change because you're always going to remember that dynamic of their relationship with their parent, especially if it was fucked up. That's all I'm here to say. Because again, I'm 33 and I'm just now going to therapy for the first time to get my fucked up ass um, mentality, brainwashing, whatever the fuck that parent did to me fix that childhood trauma. So that's just me. Um, we can only work on ourselves. We can't change others. And I just want to say, I hope Kirk Franklin's son, I'm sorry, I don't know his name. I'm sorry about that. But I hope that he gets the healing that he needs for himself. And if that parent is toxic, let that parent go. Let it, it's hurtful. Like I said, it took me 11 fucking years. It's hurtful. But this shit done. That shit is done. <laughs> so that's all that I have. Um, I do want to say take care of yourself. Take care of your health. Take care of your wealth. And take care of your mental. I love you all. I have not forgot about the goals um, that were set for March. I am working on my goals. I hope that you all are working on your goals that you set for March. 
And then when April comes, we're going to do the exact same thing. We're going to create new goals for April or the goals that we did not do in March. We're going to slide those to April and we are going to better ourselves for ourselves. You feel me? <laughs> but thank you all. I love you so much. Again, make sure that you follow me on Twitter, which is Molly W underscore the most. Follow me on Instagram, which is Molly with the most. And that has been it. I love you all. Stay blessed and stay positive. Um, you know, if you're getting the vaccine, get the vaccine. If you're not, wear your mask. I think you should kind of wear your mask regardless. Anywho, I love y'all. Until the next episode. Bye.